Hi, my name is Maeve Doyle, Artistic Director at Maddox Gallery. This is the series called Creativity in Crisis. Today I'm joined by Bradley Theodore, a Caribbean-born American artist known for his colorful paintings and prints of fashion icons such as Kate Moss, Karl Lagerfeld. Bradley Theodore tells a great story about anything. He's a wonderful guest and I'm honored to have him here today. Bradley, hello. Hi, how are you doing? I'm very well. Always happier when you're around. How's London treating you? What are you here for? Oh, Talk about yourself to the listeners. Let us know. London treats me well. I've always loved London. I feel London is like one of those cities that's like, it's just like eternal. You know what I mean? Like we all turn into vampires, London will still be rocking. You know what I mean? So you're a street artist, and we've just talked about Shadow Man, and I know you're at the Leak Street Tunnels. We did a panel together. You're a street artist. How did you get into the work? Where were you born? What's going on for anyone doesn't, who doesn't know you? Well, I was born, in Turks, and, I was born in Turks and Caicos, mm -hmm. which is a small Caribbean island under Cuba next to, under Cuba over Jamaica, Dominican Republic, and Haiti. Um, it's a kind of uh, interesting culture. People are really friendly there, you know, because it's kind of, it was always secluded. So you, you know, probably if a boat came, it was like, holy crap, let's, let's cook them some food. <laughs> so, you know, we're, we have a culture of just trying to be nice and very, very hospitable, you know. But I can vouch for that with yeah. Bradley. He makes everyone feel welcome and warm. Yeah, you know, we want you to come back, you know. You know, we always say welcome back. <laughs> um, and then uh, my parents moved to the States, to Miami. Um, wow. Yeah, and that was chaotic. Miami's chaotic. Yeah, Miami was eighties was chaotic. As a kid, you just you're just like, get me out of this place. That was a time of like cocaine cowboys, keys of cocaine and just more cocaine and cocaine and problems that come with cocaine. But my parents were very simple. My mother just she worked as a uh a hotel front desk lady. You know, Lovely. she was a night auditor. So good yeah. instinct for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were very, like, just basic, you know? And then I moved to New York. Um, New York in um, early 90s. Midnight. Early to mid-90s. And that was uh, shell shock. It was like being dropped in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in during the Blitz. You know, it was just like, holy crap. New York at the time was a hotbed of just crazy energy. Well, it, interestingly, Oren, who you met the other night, the documentary filmmaker yeah. of Shadow Man, was in talking about Richard. And I know you knew Richard and knew the streets of New York at the time. And Well, the thing about New York back in the day was like everyone used to hang out, you know. I got my friend that's here right now, uh, Michael Moog. He's a producer and he used to, you know, he did just lots of albums and stuff like that. And he was sneaking into clubs. And I sneak me walk in through the front door, but I was with them, you know, I was under How does anyone sneak you anywhere? No, back in the day. How very, tall are you? I'm six two, but they were taller. <laughs> you know. It was a crew, it was uh Moog, Todd Terry, um, Amon, just a, all the early wow. house DJs, producers, uh little Louis Vega, you know. And they were just like dudes, you know, you're rolling with them and these guys around the clubs, you know. So we were going from Twilo, Limelight, Club USA, which is like one of the oldest clubs in New York City, Mega Club. I mean, this club was crazy. They had a slide in the middle of it to get from the third floor down to the first floor dance floor. Um, yeah, it was just like an absolute chaos pit, you know. It was like from the front, the, the lady did the front door. She wore a wedding dress. If she didn't like you, you didn't get in, you know. 
So how does how did you cope coming from the lovely paradise of Turks to the well, different kind of paradise, crazy paradise of New York City. I just think you have to be tuned in that way, you know. I was always dancing. I was a dancer. I loved to dance. I'd go to parties late night, and if it was, it was a party that, like, you know, that I was underage, I'd sneak in, or I was a dancer, so I'd just be dancing on the dance floor. No one's going to card me, you know. So when you got to that stage, the New York, which is a grand stage, I'm in the party dancing. I'm having a good time, you know, and I'm a real good dancer, you know. I'll take you out. Oh, how did you start painting? Um, well, as a kid, I would always get a, a, what we call a spanking for painting crayons on the wall. So I would always do it. It was something that was in me. Um, I went to a specialized uh, junior high school, art high school. Went to a specialized high school for art, you know. So I was really advanced. I think uh, a lot of people don't know. Like when I graduated high school, I, I competed in scholastic art competition where it was like 57,000 people um, competition competition I was top 10 yeah I'm not surprised having known you for a little just under two years that you won and you were top 10 you stand out in a crowd and yeah, that's a know. lot of responsibility yeah I think when I when it comes to work I'd love just focus on the work you know so in school instead of gossiping and talking about this and that I'm working you know you so, still like that Brian. yeah I let the work speak for itself you know because no matter what you say how you look if your work is not excellent what are you doing and your work is excellent. I'm trying to get there. So your Puma collaboration sold out in what amount of time? I know I can't get a pair of your Pumas. I mean, it sold out in about three days. Right. Yeah. And yeah. that is the nature of your work and your show. I know you have an upcoming show at Maddox in Mayfair on the 5th of October called The Coronation. Yes. The Coronation obviously ties in with Charles I and what you're talking about of the divine right of... God and your faith. Well, one of the most centered pieces that, that I have, because last show I had a piece that was purchased two years uh, prior to that show, and actually I the, the collector, I told him, well, this piece, I'm not going to lend it out my studio for two years. And so he, I had, we should put it in the show, but he waited two years for it. I mean, it was like, and he, you know, he, was, he wanted it. He was like, give me that piece. I said, no, you got to wait. It's the cult of desire. Yeah. That's yeah. great. So the piece was um, The Last Supper. I saw it. You know? Not, I saw JPEG. Stunning. Yeah, beautiful, stunning. And so this year I went to um, to uh, Milan and was given a special viewing of the Last Supper piece. And it was crazy because it was just so, like, I thought, you know, when you see it in a book and you see it in person, it's just totally different. So I wanted to go back and explore that in detail. And that's why the show is about the coronation because we say the divine right of rule but it all comes from the concept of the divine right of god and the divine right of god is passed through his son which is passed through the pope which is passed to the monarchy which is then passed to really passed through the son to the people then the leaders that the people chose a religious leader and then to the religious leaders through their actual physical leader and then you know and so on and so on this motivates you, this drives you, this is your purpose, you know, I believe. It's just interesting to be able to go back and, and paint something that was like, that artists like Van, Van Dyke did, and Da Vinci, Michelangelo, and just go and explore those subjects, because we're always thinking about who we are, what we are in this world, especially now with all this chaos with, you know, the U.S. president, I, mean, I have a George Washington painting in there. Yes, you do. To symbolize, you know, the, the first new rule, you know, which now everything is dictated by whoever's in the White House, and right now it's chaos. 
How would you describe your brushstroke in compared to the work that you... Where did you get the inspiration for your brushstroke? Because I've worked with your art, and I know everything shouldn't be recognizable. There's no skin, there's no detail. Everything is recognizable. When I'm painting, I go into a kind of a trance, you know? It's not like I'm me. I'm not Bradley. I'm stepping out, and I'm just this energy, and I'm trying to convey emotions and feelings, you know? So when people are looking at my pieces, whether it's a skeleton or not, it doesn't matter because it's the conveying of the feeling, you know? You're feeling, and I just want to focus on positive energy. Like what I'm painting, I want to make the best painting possible, you know? It's, 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 it's interesting when I'm doing it and I want to step back and I see it, I'm like, wow. My work, work encompasses a kind of a lifetime of like New York, Caribbean street living, you know? Not saying street living because I started out as a as a dancer, skateboarder, went into doing art for fun because that's what we did. We 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 skateboarded and we we kind of tagged our our mark around the city, and then going to art shows. I mean, when I was in art school, I studied computer graphics, so I was more technical. But then I would always dip out to these art shows because there was free food and free drinks. You know, <laughs> I drank. I didn't drink, so I drank apple juice when I was there, but. It was a fun thing, and now to be a part of this art world, and also London itself. I mean, the history of London and pop art is just like it's it's phenomenal. This is the this is where it started. I mean, Warhol's first pieces were sold here by a gallery called uh, Robert Fraser. Um, he was actually um, one of the he's a he's a gallerist that got caught with the Rolling Stones back in the days, smoking weed in that apartment. Remember that uh, uh, that bus with a bus Mick Jagger. That was yeah, he was a guy. He was actually the, the he was the guy that had all the candy back in the day. Um, for young artists, I believe that you should just focus on being you. You know, people may tell you you're wrong, and people may say you're, you're going in the wrong direction. No, you know if you're wrong, and you know if you're going in the wrong direction. The only thing that you can do to make sure that you're you're stay focused as anything is just focus on education. And today, education is at the fingertips. YouTube. I learned how to paint from YouTube. You know, I did basic art school painting, but to learn different specialized techniques, I just went on YouTube. You know, the world is yours. You got to take it and stay away from the Oxycontin. That stuff is bad stuff. Bradley, please come again while you're here in London. You've been listening to A Private View with me, Maeve Doyle. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Bye for now.